At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Tuesday morning to you. This is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube, TV, wherever you're getting us. We. Appreciate it. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Producer number five and eight. Hope everybody was able to uh, listen to our uh, abridged version, if you will, of guessing lines yesterday. Chrissy was here. Went through the entire week 18 of the National Football League. Uh, We will talk college football for the final time with Pete Futak today briefly. Get his thoughts on the game last night and thoughts on the season coming up. We will do that in the second hour Dan Bespris on the NBA, what to do about the Memphis Grizzlies. Thing or not a thing, we will talk to Dano about that. Drew Dinsick will join us momentarily, talk all things Wild Card Weekend. Not only that, but also little NBA tonight, see if he has any bets. And, uh, yes, the Australian Open by popular demand. See if we can't put together a little podcast crew as well later this week. I just want to say this before we get to Drew, Jeff, about this college football game yesterday. And I wonder how many people are, are of this feeling yesterday. So yesterday we did the we did not only guessing lines, but we did two hours on week 18 in the National Football League and obviously looking ahead to Wild Card Week. And there literally we could have done seven hours on everything that transpired Sunday moving forward into next weekend. Now we have the college football national championship last night. And Jeff, I had to remind myself multiple times yesterday that this game was taking place. What what was that? In other words, the game was fine. Georgia got it done 33-18. to 18, But doesn't college football, because we touched on this yesterday, doesn't college football need to change this schedule around? Because all, we could have talked all day long leading up to this championship game. All we cared about was the NFL. We, I don't know if it was because it wasn't the most bettable game. We talked a little before that it, we had just seen this matchup. Did you have that feeling as well? I think it was the perfect storm of... One of the best NFL weeks I can remember, period, to yeah. end the season. One of the best games, too. One of the be- exactly. One of the best games you'll ever see to be the last game of the year. A matchup we've already seen, not only in the college football final era in a final, but we saw this matchup a month ago. Uh, you have fatigue with Alabama, because Alabama seemingly is there every single year. And I think, for at least for this network's perspective, it wasn't the most bettable game from That's a traditional sense. Yeah. You could have hopped in on some props. There were some that were good. But from a traditional sense, yeah, I liked the under. I ended up betting the under, and it ended up squeaking by in the end. <laughs> squeaking by. Um, but, no, it was it, it just 
it didn't have the same feel of a normal championship game. Just an interesting dynamic after week 18, which is usually squirrely, right? And then into the actual national championship. Uh, we'll talk some college football later with Pete Futek, see what he felt about that and beyond. Georgia, congratulations to all that had bet Georgia yesterday, because I know you're saying to yourself, hey, it's great for me. Uh, so well done. 33 to 18, Georgia, as in the words of Nick Saban, kicked Alabama's ass in the uh, fourth quarter. They did indeed after Alabama had the five-point lead. Drew Densick from the Bet the Edge podcast from NBC Sports, also the Deep Dive podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Drew, good morning to you, sir. How you doing, man? Terrific. Welcome back. I agree with all your sentiments so far on the show. Uh, and I just, the only thing I can add really, um, the college football playoff scheduling is a problem it that is. they continue to not deal with in very weird ways. Like the semifinals happening on new year's Eve, like they get lost because there's so much else going on. And honestly, the, both the college football semifinals and the finals were overshadowed by an utterly outstanding Rose bowl. <laughs> and, yes. you know, in a lot of our minds who have watched college football for years and years and years, like you see those new year's day bowl games and you're like, all right, Good season. <laughs> let's go. You know, like, oh, wait. Like, yes. NFL playoffs. Let's go. And <laughs> and Jeff was absolutely right. You happen to have one of the most outstanding finishes to the NFL regular season. Usually the final week is a complete and utter dud. And this year it ended up delivering some of the most incredible drama we've seen in a long time, not just for fans of football, but for betters, especially. So uh, I think it was pretty much a perfect storm this year. Let me just hit on a couple points that I, that I mentioned yesterday. One, the, the case of the Indianapolis Colts, who I had said for a while, and I think a lot of people did. Ooh, that's a, that's a team that's going to be the team you don't want to face in the postseason. Never happened. Uh, the worst performance, perhaps, by a team that had the ball on their racket to just make the playoffs with a win. <clears throat> they were they were <clears throat> pardon me greater than they were. They're two. They ended up being two touchdown favorites on the road against Jacksonville. They were higher than two touchdown favorites at, at one point. And not only do they get beat, they get crushed from first snap to last snap. And I made the point yesterday on both this show and on primetime action that the Carson Wentz thing is going to be exceedingly tricky for the Colts because, and this is, again, something that I haven't heard anybody else voice, but it's Frank Reich and Carson Wentz have this connection on truly on a religious faith base as well. They are they are connected by, and they're very open about this, especially Frank Reich. So there's this other level of connection that the two of them, they bonded over a screensaver that uh, Carson Wentz had back in the day on North, uh, North Dakota State uh, that quoted a Bible verse that Reich had brought up randomly. And so when they get to the point of evaluation here, whether it's this offseason or next offseason, wherever, it's going to be that much more difficult to part ways, do you think, or am I off base there? No, I, that's a fair point, but uh, th there are even more reasons why it's going to be more difficult. Um, money. I think Carson, yeah, m money is huge. Uh, they gave up assets to bring him in. Um, and, and honestly, like there may be some surprises in terms of quarterbacks who are available. Um, but if you don't have a top pick, if you don't have, you know, enormous amount of, you know, uh, uh, assets in a, in a given draft with good quarterbacks, uh, you know, you're basically picking over everyone else's leftovers. Like a good quarterback doesn't walk away from a contending team. That doesn't happen in the NFL. Um, you know, look, the Rams, you know, the Rams have struggled and struggled and struggled to, uh, you know, to try to take the next step here. They give up, a, you know, a, a King's ransom for Matt Stafford, who seemingly is, you know, is, is the answer to their quarterback upgrade. They've so been waiting for. Um, and then he plays about the same level as Jared, you know, as, as, as Goff. So it's, it's a, uh, 
it's very difficult to upgrade your quarterback position. And but I do think we we learned very conclusively this year that Carson Wentz does not meet sort of the bare minimum that you can contend for a championship with him under center, even if all of the rest of the parts around him are at the top level, like literally all of the pieces that they have around him, offensive line, running back, uh, skill position players, defensive, uh, you know, defensive uh, front seven was solid. Defensive backfield was above average. Like, you know, like basically they'd had no weaknesses except for the quarterback position. So he literally just had to meet the, uh, the minimum requirement and he could not get there even in a game against the worst team in the NFL. Who ends up being the most disappointing team in the NFL based on your preseason projections then Colts, Browns, Ooh, Ravens, Brown. Vikings, Chargers, a lot of candidates. Based on my personal preseason projections, it's the Browns, and it's almost entirely, you know, I put that on the feet of Baker Mayfield and really the organization not, you know, kind of being able to do the correct self-evaluation because he pretty clearly lost support in that locker room and they had other really good options. I mean, they won games with Case Keenum. They won a game with, uh, or at least they were in a game, should have won with Nick Mullins. Um, and it pretty clearly the players, even on week 18, like they looked to have some spirit playing in the absence of, uh, of Baker Mayfield. So it, the Browns only getting to eight wins was pretty, uh, uh, was pretty disappointing considering how highly I had them rated. Uh, I was extremely disappointed about the Atlanta Falcons, even getting to seven wins for them was a mirage, uh, that offense. And really what art Smith brought was not impressive whatsoever, uh, to really help revitalize this franchise on the fly. Uh, Seattle, of course, coached their way out of multiple, multiple opportunities to get into this playoff mix. Uh, and then of course, when they had absolutely nothing to play for, they were the toughest out in all of the NFL. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, I guess really outside of that, uh, you, you can hang some disappointment on Baltimore finishing at the bottom of the AFC North, but most of that was injury related. So I'm, I'm willing to give them a pass. Uh, otherwise, as you look up and down the uh, win loss standings, uh, I think there's been accountability f uh, in a lot of organizations for, um, you know, for long time, poor performance that just was not trending in the correct direction uh, with some of the, you know, some of the, uh, the jobs that we saw turnover yesterday, Minnesota, great example, Chicago, great example. Um, but uh, ultimately I think looking at the current win loss standings and the current playoff picture, um, you know, outside of, uh, from a fan's perspective, not getting Justin Herbert. And I think we got a very nice, uh, uh, you know, a very, a very decent uh, uh, playoffs to work with here. Yeah. Would have loved to have Herbert in uh, last question here before we get to your bets is Tennessee, the weakest number one seed we've ever seen, or are they conversely <laughs> and completely opposite of that, of that option? the greatest number one seed we've ever seen because of the fact that they got there without their best player for nine weeks, without their second best player for a month, without their third best player, Julio Jones, if we can call him that still in and out of the lineup in some respects, does that make them the greatest number one seed ever now that they get everybody back? I guess you would have to say they are coming in with the most, uh, with the least amount of fanfare. 
they're the most slept on. Um, they are they are the least anticipated to make any kind of noise in the playoffs. Not on with, this show, Drew Dinson. Not on this show, yeah. but in, in market wide, even like yeah. you're getting a really decent price to bet them today to win the AFC, which is amazing considering that they're the only team that's through to the second round. Uh, and things did break, fortunately, for the Chiefs and the Bills. I think uh, in terms of their first round matchups here where, you know, you, you know, you really, you need some chaos. Uh, the fact that, but the fact that those are your two and three seed and you know, you're only going to have to play one of them uh, to punch your ticket to uh, the Super Bowl is meaningful. Um, and pretty clearly as the Tennessee Titans showed us in matchups against the bills this year, against the chiefs this year, they have the goods to do it in a one game sample uh, against the best in the NFL. So I would not be, shocked whatsoever if that's your Super Bowl representative for the AFC. Um, nor should and, anyone uh, be. Yeah, it it, nor is, should the, anyone it be, is the yeah. most, to me, it is still the most unbelievable story that doesn't get talked about enough as we sit here on the, on the doorstep of the playoffs. The notion that that team is a number one seed, and we said it on this show week after week after week, don't sleep on them. They're going to get their best players back. The hardest games are behind them. The easiest games are in front of them. And I just hope people understand that's the bet. Now, whether they get there or not, the fates will decide. But that was the bet to be positioned as they are now. We'll get Drew's takes on every NFL game next. Aussie Open Thoughts, NBA next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season is here and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Proud to have BetMGM as a sponsor of this here radio show. Gil Alexander, Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper, the uh, host of the Deep Dive podcast, which he does with Andy Molitor. And, of course, Bet the Edge from NBC Sports, which he does with Sarah Perlman. All right, rapid fire here. Actually, before we even get the rapid fire, NBA tonight, any plays from you, Drew? Ooh, yeah. Favorite look on the card is the Phoenix Suns heading up to O Canada to take on the Raptors. I have the Suns at a nice little rest advantage in this spot. Uh, in general, uh, you are 
taking a healthy, fully, you know, a, a full team in uh, only player out for the Suns that I'm marginally concerned about is Cam Johnson, who's been uh, kind of a nice spark for them uh, this season overall. But uh, in the uh, in the absence of fans up there, uh, the shooting and the scoring has been wide open. Uh, and I'm excited to see what the uh, Suns defense looks like against a, a Raptors team that at times has struggled in the half court. Uh, and, uh, you know, this the Suns. And again, my in my opinion, Suns are the best team in the NBA, uh, at least in the Western Conference. I think that's your uh, your should your rightful favorite for uh, the Western Conference title this season. Uh, and uh, with them rested, getting uh, laying a short three and a half, I would have made that game five. Um, and that's the only one that really sticks okay. out to me on the card tonight. All right, great game between Golden State and Memphis tonight, which we'll talk about later. And uh, we are at the point in the NBA schedule now where games in Toronto, we figure out if anybody's unvaccinated from opposing teams, right? <laughs> we'll we'll get that information uh, very clearly. All right, NBA, uh, NFL, rather, pardon me. Let's do these in chronological order uh, as they come to our screens. The first two games on Saturday, the opener will be the fifth-seeded Raiders at the fourth-seeded Bengals. Bengals favored by six. Of course, Joe Burrow didn't play last week. The Raiders in maybe the greatest game, certainly the greatest regular season game many of us have ever seen, get by the Chargers in overtime. What do you got here? If anything, total 49. Yeah, so this is a non-zero chance that Vegas does not show up after how even you know how incredible that game was last week. Uh, tough to back that up, bring that energy two weeks in a row. However, I like a lot of their matchups in this contest. Uh, realistically, their offense should be able to find some footing uh, if they can take Trey uh, Hendrickson out of the pass, you know, take him out from a pass rushing standpoint. Give Derek Carr a little bit of time. I think he's going to be able to uh, put up some points in this one. Uh, six is way too many, by my opinion. If you had a fully healthy Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, I'm assuming he's not dealing with anything major going on with his knee injury, but uh, certainly mobility will be a question mark for him uh, with a fully healthy Joe Burrow. I can make this game four and a half, six. I can't get there. Uh, 49 and a half seems too high to me as well. I think your uh, pass rush for the Raiders uh, has shown to be uh, a pretty important piece. And then uh, Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, huge, huge question marks there. Uh, I think Joe Burrow could be under duress pretty aggressively in this one. And then just overall the youth and experience that Cincinnati brings to the table from all the playmakers, from all the, uh, you know, from the quarterback himself. Uh, I think that's ultimately going to matter. Uh, I know that Derek Carr has never started a playoff game before. However, uh, he is the much more experienced quarterback. And really last week was a playoff game and he acquitted himself fine yep. and didn't throw, didn't throw the back breaking pick. So uh, I give the Raiders the, uh, the slight edge here and I'll, I'll take the points and I look for the under just to be clear. Have do you have bets in the account already on those? No, I'm trying to get a little more information on what's going on with Burrow. I haven't bet, really bet anything uh, this week uh, yet, but okay. I have. I have. I am almost certainly going to bet five of these games. <laughs> yes. I, well, this next one, I already have a bet in the account on. I took New England. Ooh. I already took New England plus the four and a half. I thought this would be three. I was surprised that it was four and a half. I grabbed it. Um, just a numbers play for me. I don't love the Patriots, as we'll find out later when Jeff and I do our power rankings. But I thought four and a half was too much. Now it's at four. The third, obviously, uh, match between these two teams. They split their first two. The first one was that wind-torn game uh, in Buffalo. We may have inclement weather again for Saturday's game at Buffalo. Buffalo favored by four, total 43 and a half. Yeah, I agree with your pick here. Uh, I With you, uh, this is too many points. I don't think a uh, fair price you can make outside of three between these two teams. Uh, and realistically, uh, this total looks a little low as well. 
Um, I saw it at 43 yesterday and I thought with the weather reports and people remembering that Monday night football game that this may continue to tick down and I could have gotten an over 42 and a half. Um, but I think I uh, deluded myself out of a, 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 the best play <laughs> available potentially. Uh, so I'm still waiting and hoping that uh, we see some more under money come in and bring this total down to a 42 and a half. But I think New England's offense is going to be fine. Really. I think both of these defenses are a hair overrated. Uh, and I think uh, realistically, this is going to come down to team with the ball last wins. And, uh, you know, I don't really have any problem getting involved with Mac Jones as a first time, you know, playoff starter in this contest, uh, as long as you're getting more than a field goal in points. Jeff Parlay uh, pulled out his Doppler. Jeff, you're telling me three degrees at kickoff? Three degrees as that, of right now. Is that Fahrenheit? Is that Kelvin? What is that? No, that, that would be Fahrenheit. <laughs> Fahrenheit. Three degrees. Who knows what the wind chill is going to be? My goodness. Uh, so you're with me on New England there. Uh, Philad- yeah, yeah, yeah. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay is uh, the first of the Sunday games. And this is the one for me. I did, I did not make a wager on this yet. I could see Tampa Bay destroying them. I could see Philly making this close. I just have no feel for this one between the seventh-seeded Eagles and second-seeded Buccaneers. Total at 49. Buccaneers right now in the no-man's land between 7 and 10 at 8.5. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay offense matches up really well against the Philadelphia defense here. Your offensive line takes their one defensive strength out of this game in terms of just, you know, hat on hat blocking that defensive line. Uh, And I think Tom Brady with time in the pocket, even with a uh, depleted uh, receiving core is going to be able to pick apart the Philadelphia secondary, which is like a glaring weakness for them. Um, And then on the flip side, Hertz doesn't really scare me up against this uh, Tampa Bay defense. I know that Tampa Bay's defense is, is decently overrated by the market right now. Um, but I think they match up fairly well with what Philadelphia's plan A and plan B is going to be. Uh, if Philadelphia ultimately, you know, hits any kind of home run plays then I can see this being a competitive game and it probably goes over the total of 49. Um, but this is Tampa Bay or pass for me. Jeff and I, as I mentioned, doing our power rankings of our, of the 14 playoff teams later, Jeff, and you were saying, uh, well, interestingly, we have the same 14 teams. Washington didn't get in yours. Amazing. Didn't, we have the didn't same creep teams, in. Yes. Okay. We'll look forward to that. <laughs> game two. Game two on Sunday of the triple header. Uh, as we'll try to sneak one uh, one more in here of this segment. San Francisco at Dallas. Maybe just on paper, the matchup I'm looking forward to the most, and I'm sure that speaks for many people. Uh, this was three. I thought it would be three. I still like San Francisco. I have them as a better football team than Dallas, quite frankly, I do. Um, this is a great foot. This, at least on paper, great football game. What will Dallas be able to do against Debo? Will they figure out a way to mute him? I really think it comes down to that for me. Where did you go here? Yeah, I, I mean, overall, San Francisco is sort of, they're coming in as the sort of hot underdog here out of all of these seven games. There's no denying this, uh, the way that they played their way in against the Rams, you can take positives in that they were able to get the win and punch their ticket. But you could also say, considering how thoroughly they outgained the Rams in that contest for it to have come to come down to needing that pick in overtime is a little concerning. <laughs> uh, that said, uh, Jimmy G's thumb also a hair concerning here. You're probably going to need to go score for score with this Dallas team because I don't see a ton of positive matchups for San Francisco's defense against the Dallas offense. Um, Dallas's offense has had some ups and downs. There's no denying it. They played their hearts out on Saturday just to, to prove that they're 
they're you know they're ready for the playoffs I suppose uh, but uh, you know they, they still have a dynamic set of wide receivers in a controlled environment against a team that's lacking in the secondary I think Dallas is going to score here um, this market has been the most fascinating because when I first saw it open at four and a half I was immediately drawn to the Niners like wow I can't believe they're giving us this many points this is a gift uh, now that it's at a flat three and actually even trending to two and a half I'm sitting tight and if it hits two and a half I'll be the buyback on Dallas uh, ultimately I think Dallas gets through here I think it'll be a competitive game um, but my fair price would be about three and a half here for the Cowboys I was saying this yesterday on, on uh, guessing lines about the Niners imagine imagine this football team obviously a lot of teams had injuries but they also had their share right Kittle was out for a mess of the year Debo was in and out both uh, same thing and then the the thing that obviously uh, the number three pick in the draft they end up going with Trey Lance and Trey Lance essentially was not a help to this football team at all. He was just a guy who held a clipboard. So you think about it. I, I said this when they were down 17 to nothing on Sunday, I kept thinking to myself, wow, that's going to be the postscript to this team season that they had all of these injuries. They didn't do anything with their draft pick. They ended up using players, right? They didn't even like Trey Sermon. We thought Trey Sermon was going to be the big thing in the offseason. <laughs> and they were like, he was like fifth or sixth on Shanahan's depth chart, as it turns out. Like, yeah, let's put uh, Elijah Mitchell in. Let's put Debo in. They were like, getting guys from other positions to play in front of him. Then he got hurt, obviously, as well. But there was there was a lot of that going on with the Niners. And they do squeak in. So, on the one hand, it's like, oh, my God, what could have been if they had missed it? And now they get in, and you're sort of like, well, now they sort of coalesced everything together with all the caveats you mentioned. It'll be interesting to see if they're one and done, or if they get by this, could they make a significant run into the postseason? Yeah, they're a team that matches up well against everybody else in the field. There's no denying that. Including the Packers, I think, as well, which could, I agree. Be, could be interesting yeah. down the road. Uh, two more games to get to. We will get to them next. Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and, of course, Arizona and the Rams. And some brief, and this gets Drew and I very excited, some brief Australian Open thoughts. Tennis's first major begins on Sunday. Coming back, numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game, big dance special provides VSIN plus all access. That's VSIN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now, get our daily best bet emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to VSIN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year. Visit VSIN.com slash big deal to sign up today. It's Gil Alexander. It's Jeff Parlay. Jeff, I'm uh, submitting my uh, suggestion for Washington football team names. Wait for it. You ready for this? The Washington Perennial Disappointments. Do you think that'll work? What's the logo for that? Think I'll get that. It's the most appropriate. Perennial Disappointments. Drew Dinsick, everybody, from the uh, Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast. Uh, Drew, I was in D.C. for a week, and I had sports radio on, and they literally did 24-7 coverage of the name change coming up on February 2nd. It was riveting radio. Riveting. It's just unbelievable. Is there a market available whether the fans are going to be happy or disappointed? Because oh, I'll take disappointed for the limit. For the limit. I'm already <laughs> braced. It's just the worst. Okay. Just, yeah. All right. Just one more step to take me further away from my childhood love. Uh, okay. Let's go to these uh, final two games. Actually, before we do that. Australian Open. We're considering doing a podcast here. I can't find my friend Dan Weston. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if you found him, but I can't find him. Uh, but if we do this, we'll do it a little more in depth. But right now, your preliminary thoughts. Do you have any futures bets on the Aussie Open? 
I have been holding tight to try to get uh, some draw information here because I've I've seen this. I mean, obviously, yeah. if you're betting into the men's, you either have uh, some strong conviction that Djokovic is going or not, <laughs> and or uh, you know you're you're taking a, a coin flip that Zverev ends up on the top or bottom. Um, you know, this is a three-man race: Djokovic, uh, Medvedev, and Zverev. And I think you can talk yourself into maybe one or two long shots, um, but uh, I think realistically, uh, the matchup. A Medvedev against pretty much anyone on the bottom is going to be a disaster uh, for anyone not named Medvedev. Uh, and then on the top, uh, if it's Djokovic Zverev there, then Medvedev ought to be uh, your 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 um, your favorite here. So if you if you're taking a shot now, uh, it's it's clearly Medvedev because you're hoping either Djokovic gets deported or uh, or Zverev ends up in the top half of the draw. I bet Zverev. I think we talked about this on primetime action. Uh, Matt Brown and I both bet Zverev at plus six fifty. Ooh, earlier yes, in December <laughs> because the assessment was that Djokovic would not be allowed uh, to play. And for those missing that drama, he uh, sort of finagled his way uh, with a Victorian exemption. I don't really know Australian government too well, but it's sort of a, uh, a, a, a not the federal level, but beyond, below the federal level of an exemption. He got a visa to come in the country upon his arrival. That visa was canceled. The latest news is that a judge has reinstated the visa. And so now we think he's playing, but it's not 100% done yet because somebody could overrule that. I don't know. Yeah, worst case scenario, it's going to be a weird two weeks for him. <laughs> it's oh, already been a weird he, first week. He will be the, the villain couple, if he yeah, plays. It's going to be a strange fortnight. Yeah, yeah. So he usually has. He, if you're not, if you're new to this, he usually has the crowd here. Like it, it, this is usually a very pro Djokovic crowd. Um, but considering what they're going through with the lockdowns and and his kind of flaunting of the rules, I would be blown total, away if they are with him on this one. Total <laughs> so, flaunting. Yeah. Anything on the lady side? I mean, Ash Barty is Ash utterly un—Ashbody, yeah. unstoppable. Totally. I don't know if you saw some of her matches last week, but yeah. holy smokes, she was on fire. And really, everybody else who's the who's you know among the who's who is out of form right now. Sabalenka can't get a win. Krachikova's coming in off of six straight losses. Uh, you know, I thought Ego Shvantec might have given Barty a little bit of a contest, but did not last week. No. Um, I mean, honestly, you know, Naomi Osaka. Who knows where her head is for this uh, particular slam run? Who so. Knows? Uh, it's, it, you know, outside of Ash, it's not looking great on the women's side in terms of realistic competitors. Yeah. Uh, even Emma, Emma uh, got, uh, like, what happened? Slammed. Uh, against Rybakina the, the last night. I had Rybakina last happened? night. Yeah, I wish I had bet Ooh. my entire bank account on that on that match. Instead, I went soft my on goodness. it. But my goodness. But Emma, Emma's going to be fascinating to watch. Who knows if she'll be this mercurial Timmy Smith you know, character who has the greatest Ooh. performance ever. That's a Super Bowl reference, Super Bowl yeah. uh, against Washington against the Broncos Great years ago. There. But uh, I think Timmy Smith still holds the record for the most yards gained in a Super Bowl rushing. It has to be. Let's it check was on like that. 200. It wasn't like 200 and it was 200 and something yards. Oh, I've never yes, heard it was. What a day that was, Drew. Yeah. What a day. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I'm with you. Ash, Ash Barty is, is absolutely correct to be the short shot at plus 275. There might even be some yeah. value on that, quite frankly, at that number. Yeah. The uh, the only other person I have not made a bet. Let me just be clear. The only bet sure. I have made so far is on Zverev on the men's side. Iga is that one player, right? She's the one. She trains with Ash Barty. She's sixteen to one. She's the one who has the talent to do it. Can she get over the hump mentally? Is a whole different story. 
uh, French Open champ, but has not, and has won at Adelaide. She won at Adelaide last year in a precursor to this Australian Open. But Ash Barty right now is just so dominant. So it's tough. Yeah. I would agree with your prep from a price point. If you're going to take a shot on Iga at 16 to one, or even Bedosa at 18 to one, those are probably the two that stand out who have the quality to get it done. But realistically, you're hoping that those, one of those two is on the bottom half of the draw yeah. and that somehow, some way Barty chokes because the, the, this tournament is on her racket effectively considering how well she was serving. She's 17 aces. Uh, oh. which is something I've never seen her be able to no. pull off. She won 31 of 32 service points uh, in a, in a straight sets uh, win uh, in the quarterfinals last week. It was unbelievable to watch. And uh, when she's playing with that level of confidence, she is exceptionally tough. to. And beat. I'm glad you met, you mentioned Bedosa, Bedosa for those who follow this show, know that that was our most profitable player on any level in any sport <laughs> last year. And of course we always say when we watch Bedosa matches, you should probably watch this match as well. If you know what I yes. mean. All right. Yes. Final, final, final two games. We only have two minutes for each of these Pittsburgh at Kansas city. This was 13. I grabbed Pittsburgh at 13. I just think it's too many points. And I'm with Chrissy Andrews as lifelong Steelers fan. Here's what the Steelers do have. It's 12 and a half. Now they've got, wildly great athletes on defense. T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, Cameron Hayward, Joe Hayden. I think that's enough to get the cover here. And dare I say, may even spook the Chiefs for a bit of this. Yeah, I mean, this is too many points. My fair would be 10 and a half, but I didn't bet Pittsburgh. Uh, and I'm going to regret it probably because it looks like Tyree Kill's dealing with a heel injury. Yes. That's going to limit him. Yeah. Tyree Kill is much more... He's so important to this uh, Chiefs offense in general. People have failed to kind of pick up on that this year when they've kind of looked at the weeks that the Chiefs are struggling. They didn't really put two and two together that Tyree Kill was not getting separation because he was dealing with a knee injury at the time. Uh, and now he's got a heel potentially. That could spell trouble for this Chiefs, not just in this matchup, but overall for their AFC hopes. Um, again, going back to full circle here to your Titans, uh, um, you know, enthusiasm. But, you know, Titans might get like, Patriots Bengals that might be their two games that they have to win on their way to the mm -hmm. Super Bowl which would be wild um, but yeah ultimately uh, the, uh, the it's too many points it's just you know Roethlisberger this was a victory getting to this point um, and whether he takes he, he's either going to YOLO them into the cover or YOLO them out of the game so yes. uh, I I did not get involved in this one I, I my only thoughts here is why in the heck is this our Sunday night primetime game what is going on what who, who picked this and why hey, they, they like the chiefs, man. It's probably the only answer I can give you. And there's the I whole mean, big Ben thing, which they think is a big national story, which it's not, but you know, that's my yeah, guess. I, I, presumably you're going to get to see the chiefs more in the playoffs. You didn't need to put this one in prime time. It's <laughs> a very good point. Now here's the game Monday night, our first done prime time ever playoff game. And I ask a question on the Megapod, by the way, Drew Dinsick, our first return guest this, this week on the Megapod, this year, our first return guest. He'll do the wild card Megapod with us on Thursday with Mikey and Todd. Uh, and I usually ask the question at the end, which is the game you want no part of? If you had to bet every one of them on a side, <laughs> but you got one free pass, I think it's the Cardinals and the Rams for me. Rams favored by four on Monday night. I don't, I can't talk you out of it. Uh, this is a very tough handicap and it's a very sharp number for if anything, four is telling you bet the Cardinals here, but I have been holding my breath and holding me you know, being patient and I'm going to take a shot against Cliff Kingsbury in his first ever playoff game, regardless of price. Um, <laughs> not, not sincerely, but, uh, you no, know, I, I hear you. The, 
I, I mean, I think the, I think you have to look Rams or pass on this one um, because uh, you know, number one, Arizona's defense is completely falling apart. Um, they had one solid performance against your Cowboys two weeks ago so that they could punch a playoff ticket, but otherwise it has been very, very tough going uh, for them of the last eight weeks. And uh, now they got to face a Rams team that uh, carved them up on Monday night football uh, a handful of weeks ago and is relatively healthy offensively. I know Stafford is not, you know, you know, what's kind of wild. Uh, Stafford, the only quarterback in the all-time 10 most compensated quarterbacks that has never won a playoff game. Every other guy yeah. among the top 10 uh, highest paid uh, quarterbacks has won a playoff game. Stafford can break his maiden, get a first ever playoff win against the Arizona Cardinals at home in LA. I'm going to lay the four. It's not going to feel great. Uh, I just, uh, I like the, in general, um, you know, people are, people are remembering McVeigh getting his, you know, his lunch you know, stolen by Shanahan last week and thinking McVay is not, you know, not the guy. Um, but ultimately he is a much, much better coach in my opinion for this game preparation for planning, uh, getting his guys up, uh, than cliff Kingsbury is. So I think the Rams ultimately win and cover. What did you say? Stafford could break his, what did you say? Break his what? Break the maiden, you break know, maiden. Horse, ra- horse racing term. Yeah. Okay. Horse racing term. I'm glad you went with that phrase, Drew, because I was worried you were going to. Drew Dinsick, everybody at whale underscore caver uh, on Twitter. Deep dive, bet the edge. Drew, thank you so much. And we will talk on Thursday, my friend. Hey, take care, guys. Best of luck. Drew Dinsick, basketball, tennis, football. We'll talk NBA with Dan Bespris next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Bet on more than the final score with one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account and create your best parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM? Sign up today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. You can place one game parlay bets on football, basketball, and more. Plus, you'll earn M Life rewards that you can redeem for room nights and dining at any MGM resort nationwide. Try one game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wage a new customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is non withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. We get tweets. At beating the book, a whole bunch of tweets. Always appreciate the uh, feedback from everybody. This is from, we'll do a whole bunch here. Uh, This is, uh, let's see, from uh, Craig. Uh, You nailed it when you suggest Staley wasn't picking up what Bisaccia was putting down. 
They obviously couldn't have an open discussion about a draw, but they could play it in such a way that it would make sense. Sadly, Bisaccia's wink-wink went unnoticed. That from Craig. Uh, I, I hope people listened to our whole breakdown of that yesterday on a numbers game. I think, Jeff, and you'll correct me if I'm wrong, we were more measured than most um, about the whole thing. Brandon Staley going for fourth and one in their own territory, ridiculously stupid. Ridiculous. And by the way, even though there's an incremental edge to making that, it's not worth the risk. But Brandon Staley calling a timeout late, the only criticism is that, that he didn't really read the room necessarily. But you don't know, none of us know, if him calling the timeout was the difference between them winning or losing because Raiders were going to run anyway. We don't know if Jacobs was going to run for 10 yards. We, We don't know any of that. So you can't really... Can't really pin that, uh, you know, and, and draw a line from that to the uh, to the Chargers losing. But yes, I think there is a criticism for the bigger picture of eh, probably don't call time out there. Uh, Bruce Bodigan, I think. Uh, oh, I was talking about my dad. I mentioned this yesterday uh, that my dad's last salient football comment that we're aware of was during that uh, Packers Cardinals game where AJ Green didn't look back and Rasul Douglas picked it off last play of the game. He said uh, Bruce Bruce Dobigan says I think this was not right. Should be a new segment on the show. We should do a whole segment. This was not right. Previous games. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Maybe smile. Anthony Teixeira. I can say, I've, oh, this was from yesterday. I think this one sweeped in too. I can say I was wrong. I believed your uh, Titans bet to be a long stretch. It was a great bet, and I'm glad to see your passion on this topic. You gave him hell last Wednesday night, and it was great. That one we did talk about yesterday. Uh, Daniel, uh, Damian Del Russo. Gil, you prefer Washington Power to the D.C. Clout? Washington Power sounds like an energy utility. <laughs> He's right. Clout captures the politics while also vaguely sounding like a venereal disease, both appropriate. Well, well done, Damien. Uh, let's see. Shane Smith uh, got Titans 10 to 1 AFC and 25 to 1 for Super Bowl at your recommendations months ago. Now that they're sitting where they are, you recommend laying any more at 3 to 1 and 8 to 1? Love numbers game and primetime. Tell Matt Brown roll tide. This was yesterday when they, uh, during that game. Uh, I don't know that I recommend it. I mean, I think the, the great numbers are gone, but I will say this. Those numbers are still better than they should be. They really are. For a team that doesn't have to play this week, for a team that gets two home games, for a team that's getting back the unicorn that is Derrick Henry, the best football player on that team, I can think of worse bets. I really can we got more tweets we'll read them uh, coming up, but we want to bring in Dan Bespers, talk NBA with us from the Fantasy NBA Today podcast. And, of course, uh, hoop-ball.com. Is that correct, Dan? I always get that messed up. It's Dan we changed Bespers. it, actually. We're, we're making life easier on you. It's Sports Ethos now. No hyphen to Whoa. speak of. Well, this is breaking news. Sports Ethos? Sportsethos.com. No hyphen. That's, the, like real, that's the real exciting part. No I hyphen. I like it. All right, let me ask you this question, Dano. First of all, thank you for being here. Best audio in the business. Uh, for those who, who have been talking football and may have not been paying attention and have some vague, like, oh, yeah, the Warriors and the Suns are the best teams in the West. Oh, yeah, sure, the uh, Brooklyn Nets, even without Kyrie. Uh, now Kyrie just playing uh, away games, still the best team in the East. They may have missed that the single best team since Thanksgiving is the Memphis, Memphis Grizzlies, who are 19-5 and five straight up since Thanksgiving. 12 of those 19 wins are by double digits. Of their five losses, four of the five were by single digits. And by the way, Ja wasn't there for two of them anyway. And so they're playing Golden State tonight. The two teams have split their first two games. By the way, you remember when Golden State was 11-1, and one, the one was uh, to the Grizzlies. But Ja is just being, is a, is, he's a revelation. He is as good as advertised, getting better and better. And so I asked you, beyond this game tonight, first of all, is Memphis a thing? 
in a conference where the Suns and the Warriors were at the top right now record-wise, could you see this team making a legit run? And I mean by legit, to at least the conference finals. I don't see it yet. Uh, but I've watched a bunch of Grizzlies games lately while they've been on this run and they're doing it in a number of different ways. Uh, defensively, they've taken a step forward. They're tenacious. They're grabbing steals. They're hounding people. Part of it is that they're willing to go a little bit deeper into their bench. They're willing to run more guys so they can get higher level of energy for every moment they're on the floor. They're just making shots. Jaws making shots. Desmond Bain has been awesome. Uh, JJJ been better the last week or two after kind of slumping a bit. Start the season. Maybe that's just him getting his legs underneath him. Uh, but they're just coming at teams in waves right now, and most of the NBA doesn't know what to do with that. So they've been they've been awesome. And uh, I mean, if you watch that Laker game, their most recent contest, they pretty much hit every shot. They were up by 20 plus points until they took their foot off the gas. That game wasn't as nearly as close as the final score might have indicated. Uh, I like the Grizzlies a lot right now. I don't know if they get over some of these really, really good teams in a playoff series where teams can kind of figure them out, game plan a bit better, lock in on particular guys. Uh, but they're fun, and they're beating teams in the regular season, and that's sort of all we need right now. About that Memphis-Lakers game, it was tied at the end of the first quarter. I think it was 27-27. Don't hold me to that exact score. And Memphis was plus 112 in-game. And I this was less of a, mem- a pro-Memphis bet than it was just... I think that the single biggest thing that allows you to win bets in the NBA this year, if I had to pick one thing, it's just the over, pardon me, the rating of the Los Angeles Lakers to me is just one of the big things going. I know I've said that before. I don't know where you stand, but I just think you can make a lot of money doing that. And that, that game won easily. I wish all bets were that easy. Um, but where do you stand again on the Lakers? I've asked you this before. Do you still consider them a team that can push a button and turn this on for real? Because I do not. I actually think they still have that gear. I know I'm like the last, the last man standing on that on that one. But um, you mean I've, we've seen some incremental improvements? They're a mismatch bunch to be sure. They're probably not going all the way. So if that if that is the that's what I'm talking about that we need them to clear. Are, um, well, I guess the uh, clear that's probably not going to happen. I'll use the same what? I'll use the same bar as I did with the Grizzlies. Like, are they a conference finals team? I don't think they're that. Uh, I'm going to say ever so slightly yes compared to the Grizzlies, but they're. I mean, it, some of it's going to count on what path they end up having to take there, what opponents they'd have to go through. Um, There is still this one big looming piece, which is they don't have the only guy on their team that plays defense and they won't have him for another four weeks. I hate to repeat myself. I feel like I'm I'm an infinite loop. They need to see what they're like when they're fully healthy, but they may never see what they're like when they're fully healthy. So you end up kind of having to split the difference and say, maybe this is just because they're super old and beat up this just isn't a team that's going to be healthy and so we can't i can't now at this point rate them by what they would be when they have their pieces was that's that fair that's fair cyclical enough yeah, no, that's fair everybody? that's fair as well it was what i was saying about the titans all football season no one seemed to listen right um okay six games in the nba tonight including that golden state memphis game with the warriors favored by two clay back in the fold do you have a play on that game or any other one tonight 
I think I'd have to go Grizzlies based on what we've been talking about and the fact that, you know, Clay's not at full strength. Sometimes there is. Honestly, I was pretty surprised at how poorly the Cavs played in the Warriors last game, the Clay return day, where, you know, he was notably rusty, as he should be, not playing basketball in two and a half years. Draymond was out. And that's the thing we probably need to wait on before making a play on that particular ballgame. But I've come on this show and I've said it before. When Draymond's out, I think that really disrupts what the Warriors are doing, maybe more so even than when an offensive-minded player is not on the floor for Golden State. So I'm probably riding the Grizzlies until their streak comes to an end. I love the way they've been playing. I love the way they're locking in on folks. And I love the fact that we've got numbers now based on Clay being there, even though he's not all the way back yet. But uh, sort of unrelated to the fact that I want to get on the Grizzlies and need to wait on the Draymond stuff. How nice was it to see Clay Thompson back on a basketball? Oh, it was so great. It was, it was actually kind of chill inducing too. And then hey, you see, see him take it to the rack. Like, where did he get that? Uh, yeah, when it was at? Where was that? What was that? It's like, <laughs> I got nervous though. Did you get nervous? When I you did. Saw that? I did. I was totally nervous. I was like, why don't you slow down, buddy? It's your first game. Let's, let's not go to the rack that much. I was like, where did you, where did that game come from your arsenal? So great. So you like the Grizzlies, anything else tonight? I'm trying to figure out if there's something to the, and I saw it getting kicked around a little bit, so I'm not going to make a play on it, but are teams going to be cautious going through customs? Something to keep an eye on because the rules in Canada yes. are different than the U.S. right now. I mentioned that earlier briefly. It's like, we're going to find out if everybody's vaccinated now in all these uh, games at Toronto. We're going to find out a whole bunch of things, so should be interesting. Phoenix, four-point favorites at Toronto tonight. Dano, great to see you, man. Happy New Year. Appreciate it. Happy New Year, Gil. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Um, I'm going to say Happy New Year into April, Jeff. Just warning you now. Coming back, Power Rank Execs, Numbers Game Beast, and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.